and also taught me that life is full of hardships. You have to face it. And finally, the rewards will be fulfilled. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast. I'm Pratna. I'm Anita. Currently a fourth-year medical student studying in Nepalis Army Institute of Health Sciences. And regarding the immense feedback that you have given us about this podcast, we are much more committed and our team has become bigger. So we'll be coming out with more qualitative, uh, much more interesting topics uh, related to medicine and medical students, encompassing all medical students around the country. So we are trying to do that and we are a huge team now. So thank you immensely for your support. So before that, we have a very, very, very interesting podcast today with a very respected person whom I revere sincerely from the heart. So over to you, Manita. Thank you, Prasna. So yes, this episode is going to be very special to every one of us. And I can put my bet on that this is going to be interesting to hear as well. Today we have with us retired Brigadier General Dr. Lalda Joshi, who is a senior consultant of Opskaini and also a founder president of Down Syndrome Association of Nepal. We'll talk about her experiences and a lot of things in the episode, so stay tuned. Ma'am, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Manita. I was just reading uh, Becoming and there Miss Alabama has written so thoughtfully that asking children what they want to be when they grow up is so absurd because uh, what we can become in life is not finite. You are a health practitioner, you have served in Nepal Army Medical Corps and you have also started your own organization and have been able to spread joy and happiness and transform many lives. Had you ever as a child aspired to be any of these? And do you think you have done everything you needed, you needed to do with your life? Or are you still looking forward to do anything more? Well, uh, as a medical practitioner, a gynecologist, and a parent with Down syndrome, I would like to do more and more. I won't stop ever. And I would like to uh, I mean, improve the lives of children with Down syndrome so that every child reach, reaches up to his greatest potential and comes and shines out well in this world, living an independent and a productive life. That's the aim of my life. And uh, I could do a little for my son, uh, Ashish, because in our times, uh, there was nothing like uh, no it nothing was there now you can google and found find out anything but in our times there was nothing and uh, with god's grace i had the opportunity to travel abroad and got some ideas from there so i could raise my child in a way which could make him independent now so i think uh, my greatest aim would be to make more children with down syndrome independent as well as productive in their future years more than my own son has achieved thank you so much man that was wonderful to hear and um we hope for a better future for every child irrespective of all of the circumstances they come up with in this world and i think that is the world which we all need to strive for and even dream for so even as a medical student and as we are turning into adults Looking at our parents, sometimes we contemplate like how hard parenthood is and how hard it is to raise a child. But 
you're someone who has been blessed with a very pure soul as a child, but parenting might have had its challenges when it comes to raising a child with certain conditions like Down syndrome. So would you uh, like to talk about the challenges that you faced uh, while raising your child? Yes, definitely. So when my son was born, actually, I, uh, this uh, Ashish is the second one. I have an elder son who is normal. And uh, I wanted a daughter, actually. So I tried for it. And uh, with the uh, trying, uh, I had several mishaps as miscarriages, four or five of them. So it itself was an indication there's something wrong. But at that time, the doctors and the gynecologists, they didn't know such a thing. I mean, they didn't have the idea. Maybe they knew, but the knowledge was so little that they never thought that maybe something is wrong. So when I got pregnant, they treated me as a special pregnant lady. A star mark was put on in my this thing check card. And uh, they treated me like a princess. But finally, when the child was born, uh, well, I didn't know that it was Down syndrome. Uh, they, uh, the nurses showed me the boy. Uh, and uh, when I saw him, I saw that his eyes were so much slanted like a Chinese. But I never knew it was Down syndrome. So even if it was Down syndrome, I wouldn't have regretted. Uh, he stayed in the NICU for about 14 days. His cry was just like a shriek. He couldn't cry well. Still, we didn't know that it was uh, some special condition. But one of the medical officers in the teaching hospital, he said to my uh, husband, Sir, Malai yo bacha Down syndrome just to lack, sir. But he said that, that you won't believe me because I'm a junior. So anyway, that's not, not the question. And uh, he had deep jaundice. He was born premature. Finally, when we got discharged after 14 days, we came home. The baby had a good cry at home after 14 days. And this support, which I got was my husband because in the month of December, he used to feed my child every hour with one ounce of the formulated milk because I couldn't breastfeed him and milk didn't come out. So I'm so, so grateful to my husband who is no more with me now. So I raised Ashish. He just went off only a year back. My, my husband. We, both of us, raised Ashish in a very loving atmosphere. And he got all the support which we could give him to the best of our knowledge. So when he grew up, I thought he should be put in a school because my husband's friend, a pediatrician, he said, Prabhu, you just keep this boy in a special school. But they had a great fight. He said, no, this is my son. You don't decide for me. So I was the one who took my son to a normal school. And I never told him about the condition, the principal. They took him in the playgroup and all. And he just went on. 
years passed by and finally they could sense out that something is abnormal because the times changed and the Google and all came. So maybe they found out, but still they didn't say anything. And uh, Ashish continued his schooling and finally he passed off from there. Uh, he completed his SEE. So the main challenge I got was in the school, whether I should tell the principal that he has Down syndrome or not. Because I feared that if I tell them, maybe they would say, please, we cannot handle him. Could you take him out of the school? So dreadfully, whenever they call me for the parents meeting, I used to just fear of that moment. But uh, I was lucky in that way. So first challenge was the schooling. Rest of the things, they were quite smooth with me because with the knowledge, little knowledge, which I got from Australia, I had been to Australia and there I had some experience with a lineage policy colleague of mine. He also had a son with Down syndrome. So he gave me some books, some uh, tapes, the old day tapes. So I took them, read the book and everything. So uh, life was not full of challenges as I had thought. So the run was quite smooth and uh, I'm blessed with Ashish. He's doing well, he's independent. So I should say I'm very lucky in that way. That's true, ma'am. He has actually been a blessing to your life and we can imagine that. And hearing your story is so overwhelming. And like you said, it's a long way to go for our society to be inclusive of every children, irrespective of how they are and making space for everyone's individuality. Um, yeah. Ma'am, I would really like to know, um, have your ideas about him, about Asis changed over time um, during all this course of your learning and his learning as well? Well, my learning is that I became very patient and confident. I built up that two qualities from Ashish because he was the one who was the motivation to go along and help other children with Down syndrome. And uh, specifically speaking about my son Ashish, he did well. He motivated himself also. He became a good person, a confident person himself, and also taught me that life is full of hardships. You have to face it. And finally, the rewards will be fulfilling. Hearing from you, we feel almost like so humbled and so overwhelmed. And uh, we cannot express the inspiration that you give us through the words. So um, your motivation came from your son, Ashish. Uh, his life has been a motivation for you, for so many children that come together um, in your uh, organization as well. But is there a particular moment where you have felt proud as a parent looking at your son? Uh, could you share that with us? Yes. The proudest moment in my life to have been blessed with Ashish was when he got the Self-Advocacy Excellence Award of Asia-Pacific Down Syndrome Federation of India. So that was the greatest moment. And I really cherished the moment when he got it. But unfortunately, he couldn't accompany me to Bali, Sri Lanka, to get the award. I took it myself. 
and then brought it home and gave it to him. So he is also very, very much proud about that. And I am also. That is so great to hear, ma'am. And our congratulations and best wishes and love to Asis as well. After all these things, you have also been running an organization of your own and spreading warmth and love and transforming so many lives. How has it helped you cope up with the challenges as a mother? Well, uh, running an organization is quite a difficult part, Manita, because uh, there are so many sorts of people with so many things in their mind. Like uh, when they come to me, some people, uh, they come to my, they used to come to my organization. First question would be, Doc Saab, how much money would we get for this child of ours? They won't say, how much could we do for the child? What can we do for the child to make him a better person? So that was the thing which I disliked the most. And I used to shout at them. Literally, I used to shout at them. I used to say, why do you want money? Money is nothing. It will be spent. But you have to get the knowledge to raise your child, to be independent in life, to be respectful in life. That should be your aim. So this is one part. And few of the mothers, they really, really like uh, made me very happy and again motivated because they used to come and say, how can I make this child stand up? How can I make this child walk? How can I make this child speak so that he can convey his feelings and thoughts to me? In spite of the family, not giving them support and the community itself thinking that this child is some bad omen or it is a curse of the mother which things she must have done in her life in spite of that the mother only the mother used to come and i had to counsel them and slowly they used to come up with the terms and with that emotional bonding between us and the child, many of the children have really been raised well. So I'm, I'm very, very happy and content that I could do something for the needy people who are really helpless. Because in Nepal, in other Asian countries too, the husband is the one, culprit. Only a few numbered husbands would be supporting the wife. But most of them, they would say, I'll marry another one. You have another child. Those are the silly questions they would say. But few of the husbands are so nice that they would come with the wife and get the counseling together, do the therapies together. So some of the challenges are there. Some things which are really gives you peace of mind. So there are different opposite things which I came across and um, in the organization there is always uh, a battle of things in which some are good some are bad so in spite of that we could do the best for our children with down syndrome even though if they call me I can counsel them I used to counsel them and uh, they used to come also to Kathmandu when they could get the opportunity and get the therapies for their children. 
So I think I'm really humbled by the behavior of some of the parents and I'm really, really angry with some. So this was my experience in the organization. So I think uh, more and more people would be made aware and they should understand the condition and live to bear with it and give the child the best. I have been uh, uh, very lucky enough to actually witness it personally as well, to let everyone know that I, ha I was connected to a family by Lalta Ma'am and I could go there and speak to them about the child and about different circumstances they are going through. And I could see how the mother was, like you said, how a mother was actually working um, and trying everything she could do to make her child strong enough and how her husband one exploited later. But now they're living a very fulfilling life. And I can imagine how your counseling and how the organization might have helped them reach that state. Uh, we were also fortunate enough to visit Down Syndrome Association, Association of Nepal and directly converse with and chat with the children over there. I had a very fulfilling experience. Uh, Pratna, yeah. would you like to share about your experience as well? As for me, I think uh, coming to Man's Association, um, the kind of warmth and love that I felt there, I don't think I would have experienced it anywhere. And uh, that gave me a whole new sense of meaning to my life, I think. And uh, I wanted to live for others. I wanted to give to others. And I think that was what was imparted. And it was very welcoming, very warm to stay with those children. And we did not want to leave as well. <laughs> so um, thank you so much, Ram, for the opportunity. Yeah. Um, well, uh, uh, the team's visit to Down Syndrome Association was really wonderful because the children enjoyed so much, so much. They didn't want to leave you people. That was the best part. They were enjoying so much dancing and interacting with you. So uh, the children really enjoyed. And also I got an opportunity to create awareness as well educate a few of you who came to my organization so I'm, I think I was lucky to have you in my organization that time. And uh, really, 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 we really enjoyed the experience with you people that time. Yeah, I would like to speak a few words, uh, if you have the time, uh, about uh, Down syndrome itself. Uh, though you people know much and more than me, I believe. Ma'am, so... Um... Uh, your awareness, it would be a lot of help to society as a whole as well to move forward. And maybe in the future, uh, we'll be working on it as well to make sure that the society moves with uh, inclusiveness for the children and they won't be regarded as a separate part of the Venn diagram. So uh, I wish the society intersects in encompassing all of these children. So... Yeah. Um, we as medical professionals or health professionals, we very well understand that syndrome. So we, when we move out into adulthood or become a parent as well, uh, would it be easier for us to cope up with the situation if we were to become a parent of a, a specially abled child? Or uh, since you run an organization, you have encompassed many dimensions of the society, which you've already talked about as well. But does the social stratification... Yes affect how the child grows up or 
how the parents take uh, the child to be as a person or is it the same situation all around despite the stratification yeah actually in, uh, i think a social um, environment is very very important for the child as you said when you grow up and if by chance you become a parent of child with down syndrome how would you cope definitely you would cope very well rather than us because you have become educated and learn it yourself because uh, of the opportunities you are getting to learn and share with others and get the sharings from others so um, as parents you would be better off than us one thing and social environment yes it has to change and you people are the changers you need to change the society the fam the family environment the social environment because even if the family accepts the social backgrounds and the social circumstances they hinder the acceptance of the child so i would say the social environment has to be changed so as we say psycho social and bio environment bio is the medical social is how the child is brought up in the community and psychological all relating to the mental health of the child so if all these three are in place it is, it would be a wonderful world for the children with down syndrome to live as well as the parents Definitely, am i right ma'am sure yes ma'am you're absolutely right ma'am one thing that i'd like to add here is sometimes um we as medical student we tend to think that when we read about a certain condition we think that we know everything about it and we'll be able to deal with uh, the patient or talk with them or know everything about them but what i've realized is sometimes when we um, understanding the details and the intricacies of a certain condition is not enough we actually need to go and talk with them and then try to understand and be empathetic i would really love mm-hmm. to know um from you how we can be more compassionate and more um how we as medical student and future health practitioner contribute and what would be the expectations of a child with down syndrome and their family as well from us yeah actually first thing should be that you should be good listeners don't you think so like when you go to a parent uh, having a child with down syndrome you have to be a compassionate and a good listener to what they have to say so if they have negative attitude you should be able to correct that negative attitude and if they are in the positive side you should empower them and add upon their positiveness because if you waver off and uh, even if by mistake you say a word which is to their thinking it will go haywire so main thing as you said is empathy listening to the parent or the child you are trying to deal with and making a atmosphere a friendly atmosphere fearless atmosphere where they won't feel a bit also fear that you will scold them or you would treat them badly or shout at them so if they even if they are 
having a negative attitude, you should tell them this is wrong in a very polite manner so that they can get the sense that yes, I'm wrong, the other one is right. So this way would be a very good way of going along with the parents or the child with Down syndrome who's grown up. We will definitely keep this in mind, ma'am, and thank you for sharing this with us. Um, October is also celebrated as the uh, month for awareing about Down syndrome. Would you like to talk about it, ma'am? Uh, as you know already that uh, it's a month for awareness creation all over the world. And during this period, uh, we really celebrate our children's abilities and the achievements which they got with they really uh, got with their hardships in life and secondly it's an opportunity for the whole month along to give awareness to the parents as well as the community about what down syndrome is and why it happens and what the capabilities of our children is because they think they are mentally retarded, as they say. We don't use that word now. But they would say bodhik apanga, which means really mentally retarded. So this label, I think, would be really removed from this world or the earth, I should say. And these children would be amazing warriors, I would say. They are the warriors in their life who create their own world and build, build up their own life. So this is the message I want to give. And another thing is, another important part to make them successful in life is the early intervention. So without early intervention, they cannot flourish in life. And before early intervention, you should be aware of the medical conditions they have. Because if along with the medical conditions untreated, if you go for the early intervention, it may not be as effective as it would be because there are hearing issues, there are vision issues. So a child doesn't see and you haven't done any assessment, you are doing intervention, so how will the child progress? So these are two things I wanted to stress that the life should start with early assessment of the medical issues and then only start the early intervention. And these uh, medical issues, they should be addressed accordingly. Like every year they have to be screened for eye, ENT, heart conditions and chest conditions and any sort of allergies, thyroid. Thyroid has to be done. Once the child is born, within a week, with a heel prick, the thyroid condition should be done. So, Manita, can you just guess why we do the thyroid in these? Uh... Ma'am, I am not very sure. I'm so sorry about this, okay. but I know okay. that there are hypothyroid. Uh, so I want to educate you people also. Like, thyroid is a gland where we produce thyroid. And thyroid, if it is low in function, if there is hypothyroidism, there's lethargy, there is slowness in learning, the child is obese, he's tired all the time. So this would affect his further development. So because Down syndrome, children with Down syndrome also have these characteristics in their body. So 
added effect of the hypothyroidism can lead the child to be slow. He won't develop as fast as the other children. So this point I w uh, wanted to you to ask, but you didn't ask, so I just explained it to you. <laughs> Thank you so much, ma'am. Thank you so much for being so thought. Thank you. Thanks a lot for giving me this opportunity to say and share a few words with all of you. And uh, you are a brilliant group of students, and I wish you all the luck uh, to be bright, have a bright future as future doctors and give the world a better place to live. And that if there are any child with Down syndrome coming to you, you treat them with dignity and give them all the help you can give them so that they can lead a better life. And uh, lastly, I would wish you all a very, very happy dust. Thank you so much, ma'am, for coming over and um, sharing your valuable time with us. I think all of the learnings that you had, it will empower all the youths that are going to listen to this in order to be sensitive towards certain issues and build a bigger, better and inclusive society. So thank you so much, ma'am, for coming over and accepting our invitation. Uh, we are really humbled to have you today. So it brings us to the end of today's episode. We, Behind White Goods family, extend our gratitude to Dr. Lalita Josi and everyone who are working to make this society a beautiful place to live in for everyone every child irrespective of the special condition they have and are working day and night to help them get the love they deserve we'll meet soon in another episode till then stay happy stay healthy continue spreading love and happiness bye bye take care